Again. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Welcome. Welcome to our podcast. This is the part I don't get. I am Bay and I'm Jay. And, and this, this is episode, episode 56. That's what you wrote on the email, so that's what I'm going with. <laughs> that's what I'm going on too. So how are you and what is new for you this week? Uh, How'd your sugar crash go? <laughs> crash. Did it backfire? Um, not really, but it didn't like help long-term. <laughs> <laughs> you mean three whole days of no sugar didn't snap you right out of it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I'll have to go a little longer next time. Um, but I mean, I, I have been cutting back overall, but still have my nights where I struggled. And by that, yeah. I mean, I, I binged. <laughs> oh yeah. Right. House and home, house and home. That's what I oh, tell my, my therapist. God. I open that freezer. It's always like, like right before I go to bed, I'm like, there's that voice like, go eat. <laughs> you must. You're going to sleep for eight hours. You better fill up that tank while you yes. still can. <laughs> you got to get that last fun for the night. You know, be a rebel. It's like I the know. little devil on my shoulder. And then there's like, the angel is sometimes there, but sometimes she's like, yeah, just do it. <laughs> <laughs> he just gives up. <laughs> well, I was doing the intermittent fasting for several months and it was, I was so shocked how easy it was for me, considering I'm a major nighttime shop, a snacker. And then I gave up on it just out of pure laziness for like the last two months. So yesterday was my first day back oh. in the saddle. And, uh, and it was rough. I was sitting there I looking at the clock and I was yeah. like, okay, I know it's, I know it's midnight, but I could have something, you know, but I went to bed a little bit earlier just to kind of force myself. It wasn't actually midnight. I feel like it was like 1030. Yeah. Like, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> I know sometimes I know like they say like brush your teeth and I, I've done that. That does that, nothing for me. It's just to me that some minty helps. chocolate after that. Right? You know it goes great with mint? <laughs> <laughs> Ice cream, you know, candy, soda, everything. What you would know, go if you great? eat enough of it, it takes away that toothpaste taste real quick. Oh God, it, my teeth taste like toothpaste. I need some chocolate. I need some more to, to wash that down. It's like a Jim Gaffigan joke where he eats, he says he eats something bad. He's like, let me oh, eat yeah. six more to get rid of the taste. <laughs> oh yeah, it's those, um, like, you get those boxes of chocolate for like um, Christmas or holidays. And he's like, there's toothpaste in this one. Like it's like mystery stuff inside of it. <laughs> oh, I know. And then the diagram on the back, it does not help. No. Bull crap. I wanted an almond. This is orange jelly filling. I know. I'm like, why is it like? Oh, I hate the cream purple. filling ones. They're so gross. Yeah. I'm like, where's the peanut butter? Of course. But I don't think they make them with peanut butter anymore. Yeah, I know. They got to be careful about those nuts. Yeah. So I told you before that, um, uh, that on a, on a separate topic that my dog was lactating and is not pregnant. So, yes. um, I just wanted to let you and all the fans know that it, it is perfectly normal. And she's <laughs> my dog not pregnant. <laughs> no, she is not. My dog has what is called as pseudo pregnancy. She thinks she's pregnant. She has a sympathy pregnancy. You can never just get a normal dog, can you? <laughs> it is so 
strange. I, I was like, oh my God, I got to make sure that this is okay. And How it, much and, comes out? How much does she lactate? I mean, a little bit at a time, just a teensy weensy bit. Um, like you would have to like, like essentially milk her like a cow to get the rest of it out. <laughs> and they said that you just got to make sure that, you know, it's not like hard or whatever, because then she could get like a blockage and then that could lead to mastitis and get like an infection and stuff. So I just hope that her brain tells her she's not pregnant pretty soon so that we won't have to deal with worrying yeah, about God. checking her, her teeth if you will. Yeah. And having to like milk her. And <laughs> well, I don't have to milk her. I don't have, I don't have to. No, milk I know. Her. I know. But, um, I definitely, I need to just check to make sure everything's going okay. And it's all normal. So far the coast is clear. Fingers crossed. It stays that way. I have never heard of a dog thinking that it was pregnant. Pseudo pregnant. I haven't heard of that either. Like it's made up, but it was so funny. Cause the day I found out, I would, I watched a video about a, uh, an uncommon friendship between a pit bull and a magpie, which is a bird. <laughs> what? You know, I, I like on Facebook, the little videos that- Yeah, the on dodo Facebook. ones. And, oh, that's exactly it. I wasn't sure if you'd know. Every time. I love the dodos. They get me. I, love I know. So I'm like, all right, just one more. And they got the little music in the I'm background. So happy. Like, the and it's like, thanks to, to Brittany and Polly and Choo Choo <laughs> or whatever his name is. And so, yeah, it was, uh, it was, uh, and then the pit bull started lactating because it was caring for the magpie. Oh and it was on the, at that same morning, I saw that video and then my dog's lactating. Oh, so you saw the video first? That's yes. so weird. Yes. And I had never heard of that before. And she said that sometimes animals can do that when they're nurturing for something else, but oh. she's, my dog's not nurturing for crap right now maybe Ringo does she think she's nurturing your other dog I really don't think she thinks she's nurturing anything she's taking care of her good old self <laughs> or maybe she's finally in like a place where she feels at home <laughs> yeah I guess uh, she needs a lactation bra or something I don't know but <laughs> we're in the clear so that was my week <laughs> that's fun <laughs> I think you're going first I this time so right yeah. I'm pretty sure it's you yeah okay I'm ready for you to dazzle me. All right. So my topic um, is pretty relevant, which is kind of why I am doing it. Um, because mine around, is too. Around May, uh, mid-May, we are expected to get the next uh, batch of cicadas. Oh, so yeah. That is my topic. The cicadas, the uh, periodical cicadas. I've learned. I feel like I'm the only person who doesn't care about them and like doesn't remember them being around. Oh, thanks. So you just told me you don't care about my time. No, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I think it's very, I think it's, I think the idea of a bug hibernating underground and then coming back to life every, you'll let us know how many years is fascinating. <laughs> I do, but like, I don't remember. I've lived through at least two swarms of these suckers and I don't remember it at all. I feel like I was hit on the head or something because everybody else is like, they were everywhere. And I just don't I, remember. I remember. I don't remember them being everywhere. I remember the hype about them. The only thing I remember, which is so gross. I feel like we were seniors in high school. Yeah. yeah. And there was a competition that I believe they called the cicada roundup. And it was during our lunch, which was the whole school had lunch at the same time. Yeah. And, and like, they had designated bags that they would give people and they asked them to go around and collect as many cicada, I guess the shells. Oh, the shells, yeah. 
the the to collect as many shells as they could and whoever had the most won some sort of prize and then if you didn't get the designated bag you were disqualified so there were many individuals who were very sad because they didn't get the designated bag oh, so they're basically had, like, like trying to like shit. get people to clean up and i'm like, i have no idea that's the only that is the only thing i can think of why else would they have done that so somebody had like, to count and see who many who got the most shells. That's someone gross. had to count, or maybe the kids counted and they trusted them. But I remember hearing that on the announcements and being like, "I'm gonna give it a hard nope on that one and <laughs> nope my way out of that one." No, thank you. Yeah, yeah that that would Do have. You to remember be that? That sounds familiar, but okay. I know I didn't participate in it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, after my. Yeah. Uh, my lovely anecdote, please. Yeah, but um, so so the sources are cnet.com, an article by Leslie Katz, uh, uh, cicadamania.org, oh no, I'm sorry, <laughs> cicadamania.com, NBC News article called Cicada's Bizarre Sur Survival Strategy, um, and of course the old Wikipedia. <laughs> um, of course. So overall, uh, worldwide, there are actually 3,000 species of cicadas. Um, so the ones that I'm going to be focusing on are the periodical cicadas. Um, and they um, come out from underground every 17 or 13 okay. years. However, okay. there are other cicadas that come out once a year. Oh, you know, really? Okay. Twice a year. Yeah. Or um, every two years. Yeah. It's, it's kind of varies. Um, so these, uh, the periodical cicadas, um, are usually found in the Eastern U.S. And then there, within the periodical cicadas, there are six species. Um, and then, so each, um, like each of the, so it's, it's called a brood and that is basically, <laughs> oh, you heard that? Yes. So the brood is basically all those that come out at the same time together. Like it's kind of like they're, I guess, generally. It's like the horde and walking dead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so the one that's coming out this year uh, is the, it's called brood X for 10. They, so they name them? Yeah. They have brood one, brood two. Yeah. So th they have, this one contains three species, the Magicata Septendicum. Sound is out. The Magicata Cassini, it sounds Italian, <laughs> and the Magicata Septendecula, sounds like a <laughs> spell. I know. Septendecula. <laughs> um, don't ask me the difference between those because I don't know. It's probably very minimal, but they are um, black, orange, and red, which like I don't remember them being that color la uh, the last time. The main memory I have was like, we were, I, I spent the night at a friend's house after prom and like somebody, I don't know if somebody put a cicada on one of the other friends or no. it on him and he like freaked out. And like, that's whenever I think of it, like, <laughs> that's like, I just laugh because I, th I think of that in my head. Okay. Um, so uh, 15 states and DC will be impacted. Yeah, so Delaware, Georgia, Illinois, Indiana, Kentucky, Maryland, Michigan, North Carolina, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, and West Virginia. And West Virginia gets a lot. Like I was looking at all the different broods and like 
all, almost West Virginia was like listed in like all of them. So, um, so it, they will come out anywhere between mid-May, oh no, they'll start in mid-May and go till about late June. Um, they come out when the soil temperature eight inches underground reaches 64 degrees. Um, okay. Which happens to be between mid-May and late June, apparently. And this can be triggered by warm rain, apparently. I guess that kind of like- Okay. The, the temperature um, underground. Um, and on one website, it said when the iris flower blooms or when <laughs> have ground leaves. That sounds very uh, poetic. Magical. I know that was from the cicada, cicada mania website. <laughs> they even have shirts and stuff. It's kind of cute. Um, and so what happens is they tunnel to the surface and then they spend about six days on a tree to molt which basically just means like shed their shell and then they have like a giant orgy <laughs> where really? the yeah the males will like go from tree to tree and and mate with the females and they um the males will sing to the females okay that, well i mean if you want to call it singing but it's that sound <laughs> that you and i are very familiar with and people who have grown like up a cricket right years. um no it's more like a buzzing sounds okay see it's um, like where have i been where have i been or maybe i've just been hearing it this whole time and I've been yeah it's like unaware. one of those things like that's probably in the background noise <clears throat> like you know when you go to like i don't know like a lake or something or walk by like a forest because where my parents live there's a lot of tree frogs and they come out oh, at night and yeah. they're super loud at night yeah. and i remember like being like a big nighttime phone talker and people like what is that I'm like oh <laughs> it's just the frog the frogs <laughs> they're just saying hi <laughs> um so the male will sing and he uses um these organs called in his body called timbles, which is funny because it sounds like symbol. Uh, and um, and that produces the sound. And then the female responds by clicking her wings. And that's how she shows like, hey, I'm interested. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how you doing? <laughs> um, <laughs> Come on over here, Sunny Jim. I'll click for you. <laughs> so this mass mating lasts about three to four weeks. Um, and the female then cuts like a V-shaped slit into the bark of a twig and she lays 20 eggs. And after about six to 10 weeks, the eggs hatch and the, what they call the nymph will bury into the ground. It's like the baby, I guess. And then they'll spend 17 years just uh, living off of the fluids or sap from the tree, which I thought was pretty interesting. Um, Cause I was always wondering like, how the hell did they survive under there for that long? But all they need is. Okay. Um, so they're they, near a tree. Yeah. Yeah. They, that's they, what keeps they them alive. Yeah. So they say like, um, like maybe wait till like July, if you're going to plant a tree or. Um, oh, they okay. Do, they, you know, they apparently like will ruin like new trees or. Wonderful. Trees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So one of the many questions that people and myself are curious about is why 17 years yeah um oh and they're it's also like, it's like the legend of it you know from 
<laughs> from, from Stephen King. Like the thing comes out every like so 26 years or so. Oh yeah. Yeah. And there's also they also are have one <clears throat> every 13 years, but um but so those are smaller, right? Um there's one that's like a smaller group and then a bigger group is the 17 one. That's like the mega one, right? Yeah. Um, well, it's, it's, you mean population wise? Yes. Oh, yes, yes. That's, yeah, that's right. Yeah, the 17. Not, oh, I should have, I'm not like a smaller yeah. size. Yeah, I thought you meant size. Yeah. Like a baby cicada. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so they, um, yeah, so yeah, the 17 years are the, the biggest, um, like group and it's actually, oh, what's the number? So it's 1 million per acre, apparently. Wow. And I saw some pictures and it was like a tree that was just like covered with them all over. And I definitely don't remember it being like that in 2004. That so disgusting. Yeah. Um, but the good thing is they don't sting. They don't bite. They're just, that's true. They're just creepy. Yeah. And um, they don't, they don't bother you. Yeah. 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 So they actually, there's um, a few theories that they actually evolved um, this way to be the whole 17 year Thing, um to avoid predators um so it's i guess the longer um they like the longer they stayed under the you know the better chance they had of surviving and also um another thing that they they think is helpful to them is what's called predator satiation or basically because there's so many of them um you know the ones that come out get eaten early by predators but then the predators like literally get sick of them because there's so many and they're like i'm not eating this anymore like they get like you know like they basically yeah there's only so much wendy's yeah. one person can enjoy yeah it's like, i'm like wow that is like such a <laughs> like form of like protection like we're just gonna like <laughs> make you sick of us i know um, the week will will come out soon yeah oh yeah and the ones that come out earlier than they're supposed to are called stragglers yeah, that's know. kind of the opposite, right? You know, like yeah. a straggler is usually or, the last well, yeah, in line. Or later, yeah, like the ones that come out in the wrong times. They just want to make like, everything different. These guys. I, yeah, I feel like that would be me. I'd be like, I'd sleep in, and I'm they're like the apocalypse-fearing insect of the world. We're gonna hide out in our our nuclear bunker yes. for 17 yes. years, and then we're gonna let the weak come out first, and then when they tell us it's okay. <laughs> We're, we're gonna come out but only for six days okay yes oh yeah and then like <laughs> the worst spring break ever <laughs> after this uh crazy orgy you know they the they, they all die like after they mate and lay eggs i know god that sounds like the worst i mean it's a good way to go out though but when they're under the ground they're sleeping right they're not like wiggling around like ants in their colony right i don't think so yeah they're just they're basically just like feeding and I don't know like you know what level of consciousness they're in yes I know please tell me yeah <laughs> but um, give me a zero to ten yeah but how it's, much are they aware? <laughs> yeah they're not like yeah they're not like building you know tunnels other way or going anywhere okay they're just hanging out they're basically just protecting themselves okay and like another theory was that um because they believe their evolution started about 1.8 million years ago which was when the last ice age was apparently Very and it, they said due to varying climate it was safer to stay underground because if you came up um and it was too cold obviously they would would die so that's hmm. why the the 17 
your um, cicadas um, were probably a result of evolution. And then also they said it prevents crossbreeding because um, 17 is like a prime number as well as 13. <laughs> so like- So they also have their very own eugenics program as well. Yes. Quite quite an interesting insect there. Yeah. I'm really thinking it all out. There, I mean, you know, they they look they look dumb, but don't you underestimate? <laughs> don't judge them by their shell alone. Yeah. Oh yeah, and one thing they said about the satiation was like, you know, because they don't really have um, many other qualities that protect them. Like they're not really good flyers, and they don't bite or sting or do anything else for protection. So that's why they kind of they rely on each other. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, they're family oriented. Hence yes. the eugenics program. <laughs> we go to church. No. <laughs> um, and a lot of the articles were like, and maybe that's why people are like interested this year because it's like, they kind of like were the original quarantiners. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They, they knew how to do it a lot longer. And, Come on uh, out and party. Yeah. So it's like people can kind of relate and it's like, we just need something to like look forward to that. <laughs> I mean, not really look I don't know if it's looking forward to but something to just like focus on it's not pandemic related <laughs> oh it would have been so much better if it had been last year it would have just like that that icing on that cake man oh yeah oh man um and just so no one's confused they are not locusts uh, locusts are considered <laughs> grasshoppers in that category oh are they really okay yes um and I actually, I found a song about the 17 year cicadas. <laughs> Great. I'm not I sure cannot wait. It. Let me know, but I'm going to play it for you. This is oh, please do. This I want called, to hear it. This is called 17 year cicadas. It's by George Peter Block Jr. Let me turn up the volume. Play me a sound bite. Yeah, I won't play the whole thing. Oh, this is not what I was expecting. Little country. Seventeen years cicadas were stuck in your head. My daughter was one year old. You had to be careful when you set down your beer. Her birthday party was something to behold. Seventeen years is a long time, and I wonder. See the seventeen years cicadas again. Nice. <laughs> One more verse. Seventeen years cicadas were here when my daughter was eighteen years old. <laughs> oh wow, he can do that math. He was, uh, I guess, already. They didn't need to be controlled. Seventeen years is a long time, and I wonder if I'll make it to then. Will I see the seventeen years of kings again? Yes, that's just a little, uh. <laughs> A little example. It actually gets kind of sad because he's like, you know, she's like 35 and she's like, <laughs> she's busy now and I don't get to see her much. Aww. 
I, I know I started to like get goosebumps. I was like, oh, I, I thought it was more like playful, but yeah. And I, I played it for my fiance and then he was like making fun of me. And then he's like, you can play it again. <laughs> I was like, okay. But yeah, so that's, that's pretty much it. <laughs> well, that is lovely. Thank you. I hope that I get to see the next 17 year cicadas again just like this young man or whatever. <laughs> I, this, I, I like thought it was going to be like a parody song, but that sounded like you meant I it. I know, it was like pretty well produced and everything. It I'm sure like there you are. meant it. Yeah, it's it kind of, and then I looked, I was looking up like to trying to find the song and I looked up Cicada song and it turns out that is a movie. <laughs> really? I yes, can see that. Movie called Cicada Song and it doesn't look like it has anything to do with cicadas. But I don't know. Rotten Tomatoes gave it 85%, but IMDb gave it 4.4. So I don't know. <laughs> I, cause I just, I, I just finished that, um, that book. Um, isn't it like where the crawdads sing? Oh yeah. Yeah. Where the crawdads sing. God, I'm terrible. I don't even remember the name. Yeah. It's where the crawdads sing. So when you said the, the cicada song, it kind of reminded me of that. I didn't know that crawdads sang either, but um yeah that that was a pretty good book um so I when you first started talking you first started talking about your topic being so relevant I thought this was going to be another moment where we had the same topic um well a moment where I thought we had the same topic it has not happened yet um and I was like oh my god does she have that same topic so I thought of um my topic is April Fool's Day oh like what is this what is this about (laughs) um because it today is april 8th but um of course april 1st is april fool's day and you know something that we see and hear about is on the calendar every year but you're like what is that you know like where does that come from it's not like like a religious holiday so like what's the deal let me get advertising (laughs) <laughs> no that would be that would be a great answer it really would be but no um so let me take you back down a history it, it went way more historical than I than I expected because I thought it was going to be something like that like advertising so I got a lot of my information from history.com which is a great website um so uh, April Fool's Day is celebrated on April 1st every year and it has been celebrated for several centuries apparently in different cultures around the world, but its exact origin is is still basically a mystery. They have a lot of speculations, which I'm gonna go over, but they haven't actually like, proven anything yet. So some historians think that April Fool's Day goes back to 1582, which is way earlier than I oh. expected. That was when, it's a very specific year, you know, not like the 1500s, um yeah they narrowed it down I know they did (laughs) um apparently that is when France switched from the Julian calendar to the Gregorian calendar and um when they switched to that calendar the new year was then around the spring equinox so it was around April 1st so they thought that this is essentially some weird offshoot (laughs) from us celebrating um new year's eve or new year's day so that is what they believe 
they think that those who were slow to recognize that the new year was eventually moved again to January 1st, because obviously our new year um, is January 1st now. It's not in springtime. Um, right. So, you know, obviously the calendar got moved once again. So they think that people who were slow to recognize that that was no longer the case then became the butt of jokes and hoaxes because they were continuing to celebrate during the last week of March and through April 1st as though it was still the new year. So <laughs> that is their so speculation. They were, wait, they were making fun of people who thought April was the new year? Yeah, okay. essentially, yeah. So at some point in time, our calendar was switched to a Gregorian calendar which had um, essentially the last week of March through April 1st was basically the new year. It was New Year's Day was somewhere in there. Well, like during people, like spring break and, or something. <laughs> and people celebrated and had a good old time. And then they were like, you know what? We're not digging this spring new year. Let's move it to a colder month. So <laughs> then they moved it to January 1st. We know that December 31st, is it, is it 31st or is it 30th? and who like yeah 31st you know like who like who decides we're gonna i know right i don't know it just said france (laughs) maybe the parliament or something um i'm i'm sure at that point it was probably some sort of king or queen or government thing so then they they moved it back or they moved it to january 1st but there were a couple of people who didn't get that news flash and were still celebrating at the end of March. And then I guess those uh, jerks out there, they're like, they don't know that the calendar was changed again. Let's play some pranks on them and let's make fun of them because, you know, oh, they're so silly. They don't realize what day it really is. Even though it's really kind of a construct that's completely made up. Um, (laughs) So that is essentially what some historians believe to be the, the original beginning of April Fool's Day. Hmm. So these jokes that were played on the people who didn't realize that it was no longer New Year's um, were called April Fools. These pranks included having paper fish placed on their backs and being referred to as poisson d'avril. Do you know what that is? Man of April? No, I'm probably not saying it correctly. Um, It's April. April fish. Oh, poisson. Oh, sorry, I think poisson. so. Oh, okay. <laughs> poisson d'avril. What did you think I said? I, for some reason, I thought you said garçon. Oh, no. Well, it's, no, it's you, similar. But you did, you, you pronounced it correctly. Oh, fantastic. Maybe. Clap, clap, clap for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were then re- referred to as April fish because they had paper fish put on their backs and this is said to symbolize a young, easily caught fish and a gullible person. It's funny what people are insulted by, you know? So historians also linked April Fool's Day to festivals such as something called Hilaria, which is Latin for joyful, which was celebrated in ancient Rome at the end of March by followers of a cult called uh, Sibylle. I'm going to guess that's what it's called. That might not be what it's called. Uh, (laughs) It involved people dressing up in disguises and mocking other citizens and even magistrates 
and was said to be inspired by the Egyptian legend of Isis, Osiris, and Seth. Go ahead and look that up. Okay. Just look that up for more information. Is that is that like where Halloween started? <laughs> <laughs> no, that that's pagans. Oh, right. Remember, that was a whole other episode. Gosh. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> I so um, April Fool's Day eventually spread throughout Britain during the 18th century and then went into Scotland and the tradition became a two-day event starting with quote the hunting or hunting the gok I'm, I'm guessing that's what it is it's g-o-w-k gok gauk gauk maybe maybe because it's like yeah. cow with a g gauk yeah. and this is where people were sent on phony errands and gauk is a word for a cuckoo bird or a symbol for a fool. <laughs> and that was then followed by the second day, taily day, which involved pranks people played um, on, this is the quote from the, the article, quote, people's derrieres, such as pinning fake tails or kick me signs on them, end quote. I don't know how accurate that is because, I mean, this is from history.com, but- the 18th century seems a little early for kick me signs. I don't know. I, know, I just picture them not having this humor back then. I don't know why. I just, I just picture like people in history just being very serious. <laughs> I mean, Jay, they had to have fun just like we did. Okay. They That's also true. had to work. I kind of and had very laborious jobs, but I'm sure. <laughs> I feel like I would have been one of those people like putting the kick me signs on. <laughs> Or you would have been the one telling the person more accurately if anybody knows you. You would have been the one that says that person looks like a really good mark. Go ahead and put it on that person. And then you'd be in the corner or like behind a tree somewhere giggling. Technically, I'm innocent. Exactly. Exactly. What's she so, <laughs> so um, I, I am going to end my topic. My topic's nice, short and sweet because it's pretty straightforward. Um, and there's no proof to really say that this is where April Fool's Day came from. It's just a legend and um, speculation based on those facts. Uh, so I found some good pranks throughout the years. Nice. Um, so I'm going to go in chronological order. So in 1957, the BBC reported that Swiss farmers were experiencing a record spaghetti crop and showed footage of people harvesting noodles from trees. So, wow, that was that was that they really thought about that. that was they, the they, went the <laughs> they went the extra mile. They went the extra mile to have that. that. They must have really planned it out. Um, yeah, I feel like I don't know if they could get away with that now. Like, I feel like people would get mad or something. I don't know. I don't know. You'll you'll hear in 1992, National Public Radio or NPR ran a spot with former President Richard Nixon saying that he was running for president again, only it was an actor, not Nixon. And the segment was all an April Fool's Day prank that caught the country by surprise. <laughs> <laughs> In 1996, Taco Bell, this is the one that I actually do remember, the fast food restaurant chain duped people when it announced that it ag had agreed to purchase Philadelphia's Liberty Bell and then intended to rename it the Taco Liberty Bell. <laughs> Do you remember that? No. Oh, okay, I remember that. I'm better than you because I remember that. 
We <laughs> don't remember cicadas, so. <laughs> True. <laughs> then, um, so apparently also Google notoriously hosts an annual April Fool's Day prank that has included many different things from a telepathic search, whatever that is, uh, to the ability to play Pac-Man on Google Maps. So apparently they make like a whole big day out of it. Um, and they have like a, uh, like the company Google, you know, I'm sure they have many employees that participate. I would be very on edge, like going to work that day if I worked for Google, you know, like, I'd be like, don't play a prank on me. I'm the worst because I never play pranks on other people because I know I could never handle it in reverse. Like yeah. if I was 100% certain that no one was ever going to do it to me then sure, I'll participate. But uh, if, if there's a, a, a chance that someone could get me back, no, thank you. I'm just always, I'm like, I'd be like living in fear, like the slap bet thing from. Yeah, mother. like I think people go overboard. Like if it's a really little thing, I can understand. But like, you know, when they, they do those prank calls on the radio and they get people all upset. And like, yeah. I'm like, that's not even, to me, that's not really like, that's just me. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's a fine line between being mean and being, funny. Yeah, it's like you're, you don't want to ruin someone's entire day. Yeah. This one, there are these, there are these two people at my work a few years ago who it was another coworker's birthday. And so they stayed late, waited for them to leave. And then they filled his entire office with like a hundred plastic cups filled with water. So, but they weren't all the way filled. They were like halfway filled. So when he came in the next day <laughs> he had to find a bucket or take them all to the bath, you know, like one by one to empty all the, all the oh cups. They were all over the floor, on the chairs, on his desk. They didn't destroy anything, but they just put a ton of these halfway filled water cups. Oh, work. <laughs> oh yes, I know. And also like, you're not there to see it, you know, like, you can't time. I mean, I guess you could, you could get there really early and like stake out that, that spot. But you know, that I think would be the funniest part is, is seeing the person's reaction. Yeah. Like what the fuck? Yeah. And then they didn't own up to it either. So he, he was just like guessing who did it. And he, can, he asked me if I did it. And I told him, I was like, absolutely not. And I, <laughs> I told him, I was like, there's no way that I would do that because of exactly what I told you. I was like, I can't handle the repercussions. And I was yeah. like, don't you dare pull a prank on me because I cannot handle it. I like pranks that like, don't target anyone specifically. Like, like when people go like streaking across, like, you know, like a football field or something. Not really a prank. Kinda, right? <laughs> <laughs> or a poor choice. Yeah, well... <laughs> Them. well to me i like that's funny like I, i'm like yes yeah. it's, it's not like being done to me you know yes if it's a small thing that's not gonna like i mean it probably took him maybe 15 20 minutes to get rid of all that water but um cups yeah probably more than that but um you know it didn't ruin his entire day and he actually was very entertained by it and he yeah, some he, people like it like i know some people just really i am not one of those people <laughs> for all you listening out there all right but that was it i had a really short topic that's good mine was pretty short too that's why i put the song in there <laughs> <laughs> well hopefully we will see the 17 year cicadas again well um, yeah but hopefully not too many <laughs> I know.
until next time. Yes. All right. Good night to all. Good night. <laughs>